0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to It's in the Book. I'm your host, Kelly, and I am so glad you are joining me today. You could have been listening to any other podcast. You could have been doing something else with your time, but you are here today listening to me seeking revelation, confirmation, and affirmation from the word of God. So I thank you tremendously for the time that you've invested in listening today. Before we get into our content today, I just want to check in on y'all 40 days of focus folks. How are you doing? We are on day 34. We are almost done y'all almost done hang in there I know that it has been hard for some of us I have to be honest and tell you all that I feel amazing. I have Received so many new revelations. I have been fully focused. There have been times when I got like a little distracted. Um, social media is a, a a struggle for me. You know, I know that I need to use social media to increase exposure for the podcast, increase exposure for my business, and even just kind of keep in touch with people. But sometimes I get on social media and I get distracted. I start scrolling and I'm doing stuff that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. So. I have been a little distracted, but definitely not as bad as I have been in the past. And so my focus has increased tremendously and I am hearing from God so clearly. It's crazy, especially over the past couple of days. I am really hearing from God and and I've never been in a position where I haven't heard from God or where I did not know that I was hearing from God. I know some people say that's a challenge for them. It's just never been an area where I've... Uh, faced any you know, challenges, but I am hearing from him a lot more now. And I'm absolutely certain of what I'm hearing. And that's an incredible blessing that I believe only comes with seeking his face and being fully focused. So having said that, I hope you're experiencing the same thing if you are struggling or in need of prayer because you just like sis i need i don't have any stamina i'm tired you know (laughs) i can't do this i know halloween was a struggle for some of us because we have kids who want to celebrate and we're not we're kind of conflicted about whether we should celebrate or whether we should not celebrate i fully believe that um, god has something for i believe that god has a word for you about that and If he had not revealed it to you by the time the holiday came and went, I believe if you seek his face about it and include it as part of your 40 days of focus, Lord, what, what what should i do for halloween what are, what are you saying what does your word say what are these spiritual laws and biblical principles to guide my decision in that area i believe that during these 40 days of focus he'll give you the guidance you need to do it you know for, uh, to face it for next year um and and not just halloween you know anything anything any area of your life where you need to hear from god 40 days of focus is an incredible opportunity to Just be transformed and to get some clarity anyway let's pray father in the name of jesus lord i just thank you so much for this here day god this day that you have made god i just i just adore you lord like i i'm sitting here in awe right now of the fact that everything you make is so good that means that there's no such thing as a bad day god because you made every day so every day must be good so lord i'm just uh like i'm in awe of you guys you're so incredible i thank you so so much for such an incredible day i thank you for an incredible opportunity to use this platform lord and i pray and ask that everybody who listens to this message today, God, that they receive revelation, confirmation, and affirmation from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So the word for today, I'm super excited about because it's yet another thing I had to live, Um, another way that the Lord showed this word to me or revealed this word to me through a circumstance that I had to uh, face and overcome. So it's a very short scripture reading. I'm coming from the New King James Version, and the scripture is Luke chapter four, verse 13. Now, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. I want to share with you the title for today's episode Shut Up That Talking to Me. Wow. This week has been interesting. So, I want to share with you all what happened and how it came to be that this particular scripture spoke to me. So, first of all, on Wednesday morning, I woke up at 2 8 a.m. to a very strange siren-like sound coming from my phone. And I typically sleep with my phone on silent, but I know, you know, those like crazy alerts, like those important alerts are, um, you know, they're kind of the exception to the rule, but, I looked at my phone. First of all, it's 2.28 in the morning, so I'm a little disoriented. I'm thinking, it's the rapture. Why am I still sitting here or still laying here in this bed? I should be getting ready to get caught up to meet God and to meet Jesus in the air. And then I realized as this thing's still going on that, oh, Jesus ain't here. It's my phone. So I check my phone and I see there's a freeze warning. And I'm thinking, Lord, I know my phone did not go off this loud at this time of night for a freeze morning. Well, it did, but there was something else at work. I, you know, but, you know, I turned over, decided I was just going to go back to sleep. And I had this thought that I should pray. And typically whenever I get up in the middle of the night, especially when it's in like that three o'clock, 3.30, anywhere between like 3am and 5am, if I get up, I'm getting up to pray. So, I said, oh, all right, Lord, like, I don't really feel like I need to pray right now. Like it's 2.30 in the morning. And I I hear him say, pray, get up and pray. And I said, oh, <laughs> anybody else? Oh, God. Like, I was just like, I'm tired. It's 2.28 in the morning. I want to go back to sleep. But as I was, you know, grog, Groggy and still half asleep. I my my in my mind I think, well, if I'm if I need to pray, what do I need to pray about? And I hear the Lord's voice like a shout say, get up and pray against spiritual activity happening in your home right now. Now that was alarming. And it was jarring. So I jump out of my bed. Now I'm very disoriented. My heart's racing. And I'm trying to figure out oh, God, like, let me grab my oil. Let me put my robe on. Let me grab my slippers. And is my bonnet sliding down over my eyes, you know? So I get myself together, grab my oil. I go around the house. I'm anointing the doorways. The first places I go immediately as a parent, as a parent, the first place I ran to or my kids' rooms. I go in their rooms, I anoint the the door frames, I anoint their heads, I anoint their headboards and their pillows. I'm praying over them. I go throughout the house. I anoint all the door frames, I anoint all the entrances and exits and all these other things. And I noticed that there doesn't really seem to be anything out of the ordinary. I didn't think anything was going on. So I said, "Well, you know what? A little extra prayer can't hurt." So I just put my put my um, my oil away, and I went back to sleep. I woke up at my usual time, uh, which is typically about five a.m. I wake up at five, have my prayer and devotional time, get my son up at six, get him out the door for school, and. I get up at my usual time and i am still like kind of tired you know because i was up in the middle of the night so i head back to sleep but something's still just kind of you know i'm i'm still even though i'm tired i'm thinking about how things unfolded a few hours before and you know i i get i try to fall back to sleep but it's just not really getting there so I get up and I go into uh, I go downstairs, I get a cup of coffee. I go into my prayer room. I have prayer time and devotional time. And when I leave my prayer room, I go check on my daughter and usually um, I'd go and check on her because you know, I want to see if she's up. I want to say good morning to her, see how she slept. And when I go in her room, her TV is on and it's on something from YouTube. It's a YouTube video playing. She's still sleeping. There's a YouTube video playing, and it's called A, a Night, I think it was called, yes, A Night in the Real Conjuring House. Now, if you're not fami- familiar with the Conjuring movie, it's a horror, okay? But it's a true story. Um. And whew, immediately the Holy Spirit brought to my memory that in the Conjuring movie, the there is a demonic presence in the home and the demon influences the mom and uses the mom to attack the children. Okay. So immediately, no. Immediately, no, immediately, no. So I, you look at Grace, I'm like, Grace, what's going on? And she still, again, she was just laying in her bed, kind of half sleep. And she said, I don't know, you know, it was just on the TV, I didn't turn to it. And I said, okay, you know. And I, you know, kind of talked to her about the importance of protecting her ear gate and her eye gate, making sure that she's not watching things that are scary or horrifying, you know, and you know, that, not pouring those things into her spirit. And my kids are young, but I am teaching them right now to develop a relationship with God in which they hear him, they they hear him clearly, and they follow his instruction. And I want that for them because I still, as an adult, sometimes struggle with whether or not my What's the what's the word I want to say? Whether or not my decision making is rooted in the guidance of the Holy Spirit or if it's my parents' voices in my head, you know, um, I, I'm still uncertain at times about that. And so I want my children to know the voice of the Lord at young ages, and I want them to go to the Lord before they come and ask me anything. The reason for that is because I might just out of my flesh or out of my own, you know, worries about my children could possibly misguide them. You know, I might just say no, I might just say no, just because I don't feel like taking them, you know, they ask, hey, can I go somewhere? I might just be like, no, I don't feel like it as opposed to you know, is that the right environment for you to go as a follower of the way, right? So I want my kids to talk to the Lord before they come and ask me for anything or ask me about anything. So I had this little conversation with Grace about this, uh, about how important this was and she seemed to understand and we moved forward. Well, later, I get a phone call from one of my son's teachers and his teacher is very upset. And the spirit that called me was a troublemaker, I could tell. It was a spirit of contention. A, 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 what's the word I wanna, a, a spirit of instigation, right? Like trying to instigate something between myself and my son. And, you know, again, immediately, no, I knew, I knew as soon as I heard her voice, I knew what spirit she was of when she called. So I just asked her, you know, to put my son on the phone. She was calling me to complain about something that you know, to say, she was calling me to accuse my son of doing something. And I said, okay, let me talk to him. So I talked to him. He says, I don't know what she's talking about. I did what she asked me to do. I said, Listen, just go ahead and communicate with your teacher, resolve the issue with her. I'll stay on the phone while you advocate for yourself, which he did. That was resolved. We hung up the phone. But here's the thing because I resisted the adversary, what did he have to do? What does the scripture say he had to do? Verse 13. He departed from him until an opportune time. What does that mean? That means he was coming back. So because that enemy was not satisfied or was not pleased with the fact that there was no contention, that I did not attack my son immediately because that fight he tried to instigate or the argument he tried to instigate never came to fruition, that spirit called me again. You see, the enemy is very predictable. I mean, he's cunning, so you have to be very vigilant and be paying attention, but he's predictable, right? Weapons of Mass Destruction, episode two. I told y'all what to do. I gave you a strategy. I said, right, take a look at your week. Take a look at your days. Take a look at your month and make a list of all the ways you saw the enemy show up. He's gonna show up in those same areas. He's gonna show up in those same areas of your life. Those areas where you struggle constantly, that's where he's at. Okay, so be paying attention. be 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 on alert, anywho. So she calls a second time, trying to accuse him of something else <laughs> with yet another accusation because he's predictable, right? So I said, okay. I said you know what let me gather a few more details let me talk to some of the other adults let me talk to my son and then uh you know i'll get back to you but i'm sure we'll get this resolved now at this point this was the more opportune time because my son was no longer at school so i couldn't ask her to put him on the phone so that i could talk to him and see what was going on no that you know, that would have been an inopportune time for the adversary. But he thought this was an opportune time because he thought that I was going to get stirred up, you know. And you know how when you get mad about something and it, and you got to sit there and let it marinate and it, and, and it just gets worse. Like you just get more mad the more you think about something in your mind. You're already having the argument. That's what the enemy thought was going to happen. But I had committed myself to just having a calm conversation with my son. I know what spirit my children are of. I know what kind of children the Lord has given me. I know how I have raised my children and I know that the Holy Spirit dwells within our home. And so I know that there are certain things I don't have to worry about with my children. And I know what kind of things I do need to pay attention to when it comes to my children, right? You know your kids. Come on now, our kids are not angels. They're not perfect. They're not perfect because we're not perfect, right? We're made of flesh. But you you should know your children because what you don't want is somebody to come to you with a wild accusation and you have no idea and, and it's very well true. It might be true. Why? Because you don't know your kids. Or they can come to you with an accusation and because you know your kids, you can stand uh ten toes down and say, uh, "I know that's not my kid," you know. Um some of y'all use that a little too loosely cuz you don't <laughs> you don't <laughs> Some of y'all really stick to stick to, you know, "Oh, I know my kid wouldn't do that," and I'm telling you they do. Okay? But for the most part, when you've got a good relationship with your kids, when you're paying attention, yeah, there's some stuff your kids won't tell you, but you'll know because you'll try the spirit by the spirit see if it be of God. You'll know because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You'll know what kind of things your children will do because of the way you have raised them. And so when the enemy, when that spirit called me back that second time with yet another accusation, like I said, I said, okay, I'll get to the bottom of it. And that's it and then when my son came home we had a conversation about it and he was very uh, honest with me which i encourage my children to do i tell them all the time you know because of because of the gifts that god has given me my kids don't get away with anything they be trying to lie y'all they do i mean well they used to they tried to lie but the Lord always shows me what, they, what they're what they up to, always. It, it ain't been one time that the Lord has not revealed to me that my kids were up to something they ain't have no business <laughs> doing. And so now they've kind of figured out that they're not good at being bad. So they just live the good life. Anywho, so once I resolved that situation with my son, immediately, I had this sense of, um, what is it? I don't want to say it was relief, but I was just really overwhelmed with how, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I was kind of overwhelmed with that spiritual attack because The Lord had kind of, you know, like I said, woke me up out of my sleep to tell me, listen, you're about to be attacked today and I need you to pray against it. Um, It was just a little overwhelming. Not in the sense that what's the word I'm looking for? Hmm. Not that I couldn't handle it, but I think it happened. So. uh, Obviously, right? So there are times when you cannot sense that a certain thing is spiritual warfare until maybe later. Or there are times when you sense something is spiritual warfare after your flesh has already, you know, come to the top and you're ready to react. Then out of your self-control, you have this moment of clarity and you'll say, oh, this is the enemy. But the Lord jumped, like yanked me out of my sleep. And yelled at me, not in a in a harsh way, but just, you know, raised his voice. It was not a still small voice, but raised his voice to say, listen, you are under attack. And it was like he was telling me at the moment that the enemy was planning the attack so that I would be prepared for the moment that the enemy showed up. I said all that to say that if we go back and look at this moment in Scripture, when Jesus is, he has been baptized and he is, as Mark says, immediately driven into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. He's there for 40 days being tempted by Satan. And At every temptation, Jesus basically said to him, shut up that talking to me. He shut up the mouth of the enemy every single time. Every time the enemy came in with some kind of counterfeit, every time the enemy came in with some kind of lie, every time the enemy came in with a trick, Jesus says, shut up that talking to me. He shut up the mouth of the enemy every single time. In fact, if we go to verse eight, This is the second temptation. It says that Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Get behind me. And he's so firm with it. He says, it's written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. And one of the things that I found very interesting about Jesus and His, I don't necessarily want to use the term relationship, but his response to the, his response to Satan or uh, his response even to demons is that he always, what's the word? It's, he always exercises his authority right? And if if you go to, let me see, I know I had it in here somewhere. In Mark chapter 1, verse 25 and Luke 4, 35, we see there's an unclean man in Capernaum, an unclean man, uh, meaning that he was uh, possessed by an unclean spirit, an evil spirit. And jesus as the spirit was talking to jesus (laughs) this is my favorite part the spirit is talking to jesus and it says he cried out saying let us alone what have we to do with you jesus of nazareth did you come to destroy us i know who you are the holy one of god But Jesus rebuked him saying, Be quiet. (laughs) Y'all, I'm sorry, but that kills me every time I read it. (laughs) Be quiet. Shut up, that talking to me. Because Jesus understood. Jesus understood. I mean, obviously, he understood because he was the son of God, but Jesus takes these opportunities to exercise authority but the first thing he does is he contradicts what the enemy has said in uh in the wilderness and with the unclean spirit with the evil spirit um yes with the with this possession Jesus actually shuts the enemy's mouth he does this you know, in a different way when he's in the wilderness by contradicting what the enemy says. He uses the word of God to basically reveal the adversary as a liar. And he's, you know, by, and we do this, right? When we're praying, we speak the word of God. This is why it's so important to be in the book. Because when you know the word of God, you can speak the word of God, As you are praying, you can speak the word of God over your life, you can speak the word of God in the middle of your situations, and the word of God has power to make the enemy flee. James 4, 7 says, resist the devil and he will flee. You have to resist the enemy, right? And one of the ways you can resist him is by shutting up his mouth by resisting the lies, contradicting the lies that he says to you. we look. If we look at Luke four and we look at verse three, the devil said to him, if you're the son of God, command this stone to become bread. Well, we see here that the enemy tempted Jesus with something that would satisfy his flesh. Jesus was hungry, right? Of course he was hungry. He'd been fasting for 40 days. And so the enemy shows up with something that will satisfy Jesus' flesh. But Jesus comes at him with the word of God. He says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. But the devil decides to to do this again. The devil decides he's gonna come with another temptation. He says, and the devil, and uh, scripture says in verse six, and the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory. For this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Jesus said to him, get behind me, Satan, for it's written, for it is written. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. And then a third time, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down from here for it's written. He shall now this, now this is the enemy quoting scripture, right? He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you and in their hands, they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. But what does Jesus do? He comes back with the word again. Jesus answered, said to him, it's been said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. So we know that the adversary can quote scripture, but it does not mean that he is not subject to or. um or that he does not have to submit to the word of God when it is spoken against him. It shuts up his mouth. Jesus, All Jesus did was resist him and keep contradicting everything he said using the word of God, using what God promised and what God commanded. And what happened? He departed from him. Satan departed from him. The Lord shut up the mouth of the enemy. The enemy has to stop lying to us. He has to stop feeding imagine, feeding imaginations. He has to stop producing anxiety and he has to stop depressing us. He has to stop when we, exercise our authority and we shut up his mouth by using the word of god to contradict every lie that he speaks to us you can tell the enemy shut up that talking to me cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of christ shut up that talking to me in my mind Lying to me about who I am, lying to me about what I'm able to do, lying to me about how God sees me or how he thinks about me or how he feels about me. Shut up, that talking to me. Interestingly enough, I, uh, <laughs> when I was putting together this title, I thought to myself, I don't know if I want to be, <laughs> I don't know. I want to tell people that this is how I talk to the adversary. But the reality is that, you know, he's saying much worse than I'm saying. He's saying, shut up. I'm saying, shut up. He's saying to me that I'm not worthy. He's saying to me, oh, you just on this podcast, ain't nobody really listening. He's saying things to me like, you know, oh, You know, you're, 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 you're rambling. You sound like a madman. You sound crazy. These are the things he says all the time, but I have to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Why? Because if I don't, then I allow my imagination to run wild and I will act on my flesh and on these things that I've imagined. If I had allowed my imagination to run wild, when Daniel's teacher called me, I would have responded in anger against my child or against the teacher. I mean, I don't know, you know, depend on who said the wrong thing. <laughs> but if I had allowed the adversary to influence my imagination, if I had not brought my thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ, I would have responded very differently. It would have been my flesh that responded. So I said all of this to say, do not believe the lies that the enemy is putting in your mind. In fact, whatever he said, in fact, it's opposite day. Whatever he says, the opposite is about to happen. If he told you you're not going to get that job, you are about to get that job. If he told you you're not gonna be able to pay these bills, you about to be able to pay these bills. If he told you that your kids gonna cut up forever, they not gonna cut up forever. In fact, your kids are about to surprise you. In fact, your kids are about to do something so amazing that you're going to be able to see the manifest presence of God in their lives. I don't know who that's for, but I speak that prophetically over you if you're listening. Something incredible is about to happen for your children. All the things that you've prayed for are about to come to pass. God's about to do it. Shut up the mouth of the enemy. Don't let him lie to you about your relationships. I let the enemy lie to me for a really, really long time. And I believe I shared this on uh, episode one, How Did I Get Here?, On January 1st of 2022, the Lord said to me, if you give me a year, I will radically change your life. Radically change your life. And he did. And in that year, I stopped listening to the enemy. I hear him, but I don't listen. I don't listen. He's going to say whatever he wants to say. And you know what I say, shut up that talking to me. What's particularly interesting about how things transpired yesterday or how the enemy showed up is that recently I've been praying that the Lord would help me to be the kind of mother that he has called me to be. In fact, I'm going to read it to you. I tend to write down my prayers as questions and let me see here. My prayer on this particular day was help me to hear, not, not the day that all these things happen, but you know, maybe about a week or so ago, help me to hear and see my children and respond lovingly. Make me the mother you want me to be to your children because they are his children. And it's incredible, or what I, it is of particular interest to me that this, <laughs> that if I had allowed the enemy to influence me to the point that I attacked my children, like, you know, what happened in the Conjuring, then that promise or That vision, that request that I was sending to God would not have manifested or it would have been delayed. I would not have been, I would not have grown. I would not have seen increase in that area. And that's an area where I'm believing God for an increase. The enemy really wants to get us to sabotage ourselves. So much of what he does, is just tempting us to well actually i i would argue that all of it is him tempting us to sabotage ourselves we see this at the uh in the garden of eden with eve you know according to the law first mentioned the way the enemy shows up or the way anything shows up or it behaves the first time it's presented in scripture it is the formula for how it or that that thing or that person will perform or behave throughout scripture. So in uh, Genesis chapter three, I want to say it's verse uh, maybe four, when we hear the serpent speak to Eve, when he says, you will not surely die, right? She says, well, we can't eat from this tree, but because if we eat from this tree, God says, you shall uh, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. So the serpent says to her, well, surely you're not going to die. Because God knows that when you eat from that tree, your eyes will be open and then you'll be like him. Well, there's that flesh. There's that flesh, That that, that temptation to satisfy her flesh, that temptation to be God adjacent. We see here in scripture with the serpent, he tempts Eve with the possibility that she could be God adjacent. And he says, surely you're not gonna die. So he definitely lies to her, right? He definitely lies to her, but he does not actually harm her. He just tempts her to harm herself, which she falls for. So this is how we see the enemy show up in every area, in every area of our lives. He just tempts us to sabotage ourselves. He tempted me to sabotage myself. What was the sabotage? Well, I was praying and believing that God was going to increase me in the area of my motherhood. That every single day I would just be a better mother, a better listener, a better observer, be born present, a better steward over the over, over his children. Right? This is the thing I'm praying and asking the Lord for. Had I attacked my child, let that flesh rise up and attacked my child, you know, verbally arguing with him, provoking him to an argument, or even saying some things that may have affected how he feels about himself, because kids are very sensitive during their teenage years, very sensitive mentally and emotionally. They're very fragile. They act like they aren't, but they are. he i would have sabotaged what i my 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 dream my my the thing that god wants for me but the thing i want which is to just be a great mom to my kids that's what the enemy wanted to do and In his mind, he probably thought he was finna get a two piece because if I hadn't gone off on my son, I would have gone off on the teacher. And another prayer of mine is that I break, and and this is actually a declaration more than it's a prayer, but I declare that I have broken the generational curse or the generational stronghold of anger that runs through my family. I've broken that. But if I had allowed my anger to rise up, then that would have been a lie that I had not broken that stronghold. So anyway, you know, the enemy, he's all those temptations, shut him up. You can tell him, shut up that talking to me. All right, y'all. I gotta go, and I want to respect your time. And I know you have to go, but I'm so grateful that you chose to listen to this episode. I cannot believe we're on episode six. It's a blessing. It's a privilege to uh, have this platform and to be able to bring the word to you, you know, and to share my testimonies and and share with you how the word is showing up in my life and how I am seeing God's plan unfold in my life. It's its kind of a big deal. So again, I respect your time. I thank you so much that you've used your time to listen to It's in the Book today. And I would like to pray for you. Is that okay? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you so much that you've sent these listeners to this platform to hear. It's in the book today. Lord, I know that it's not by mistake, it is by divine appointment, God. And in your sovereignty and in your omniscience, you orchestrated people to be here to hear from you today lord i thank you that you trust me to bring your word forth i thank you that you trust me to share my testimony god to share how your word is showing up in my life lord i thank you for the growth i thank you for the stretching i thank you for the ways that you're using me god i thank you for the next dimension that i'm headed to lord i thank you lord i thank you so so much god I thank you so, so much for your word, Lord. I thank you that you that that I can give your word utterance, God, that I can speak it over my life and the lives of others, God. I thank you, Lord, that you are just showing up in my life and you're showing up in the lives of my listeners. Lord, I ask you to touch every single person who heard from you today. Lord, would you just, Would you just reveal yourself to them, Lord? Would you reveal yourself to them in a mighty way, God? Would you show up in the area where they're believing to see you, God? Would you show up by shutting up the mouth of the enemy, God? Would you place a word on the hearts of these listeners, Lord, that they can speak against the enemy, that they can use to contradict the enemy's lies, the lies that he feeds to their minds, the lies that grow in their imaginations, God? Would you give them a word? Lord, I thank you and I praise you. I believe that you're going to bless the household of every listener, God. Would you bless them with an abundance of the intangible, God? an abundance of love, an abundance of joy, and above all, an abundance of peace. In Jesus' name, amen. As usual, it's been amazing. I cannot wait to speak to you guys again next week. (laughs) I'm curious to see what trial I'm going to go through next week so that the Lord can bring y'all a word. I'm sitting here going through trials just so the Lord can give me something to speak to (laughs) y'all. That's crazy. Well, anywho, looking forward to next week. Love y'all. Bye.